Okay, here we go. Ma'am! A new podcast <laughs> from Abby and Natalie. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of... Ma'am. Ma'am, our podcast. A new podcast. Let's tell you why we developed this podcast. Where did it come from? <laughs> we did this because <laughs> why not? Mostly because why not? I think for maybe broader context, it's that our brains have been in a state of being mashed potatoes for the past six months now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I'm so torn between the metaphor, or maybe it's not a metaphor, but just the imagery of saying that your brain is becoming mashed potatoes versus <laughs> getting smooth brain. <laughs> Um, but I do feel like I've had some moments of galaxy brain. <laughs> what is smooth brain and what is galaxy brain? And how does that differ from mashed potato brain? Uh, to me, mashed potato brain is the brain is like becoming a, I mean, it's already a lump, but like lumpy, multiple lumps. <laughs> and it's kind of, I'm imagining like a form that's kind of like not melting because mashed potatoes don't melt, but kind of right. like. I don't want to say oozing, but you know what I mean? Like, like just like falling apart. I imagine that the brain loses its structure and instead of having a solid form and kind base, of just begins to slump over itself. I like that, yeah. Galaxy brain is that meme where there's like four photos in a row of like a picture of like a person's head oh. and then it's like gets a no, little yeah. bit better and, and then progressively throughout each photo. And then the last photo is like a galaxy over <laughs> someone's head which is like then it's always accompanied by like and it's words a realization. on yeah it's like tears of good ideas mm-hmm. like a good okay. idea becoming like amazingly wonderful. So you're oscillating between mashed potato brain, smooth brain. I think oscillating is a strong term. Makes it sound like I'm regularly <laughs> experiencing galaxy brain. I think there's just been moments of it. Okay, okay, that's fair. Anyways, so I, I feel like we got to. There's tell a the lot going on. What's happening? So. Long story short, our brains have been in a state of mashed potato, on fire, um, short-circuiting for the past... Yeah. How many months are we in quarantine now? Six or seven? Yeah, I mean, it's been a pandemic for a hot minute. It's been a pandemic for a hot minute. I think one of the biggest trends of this pandemic is people taking on personal projects. A lot of that includes people making podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um. So so we thought while sitting with one of our friends one evening, it actually started by me saying, Abby, you hate podcasts, but you'll make one one day. And she said, maybe. And then our friend said, you guys make one together. And then the light bulb went off. Right. So I think it's important to note that the public demanded this. The mm-hmm. public wanted this. So we're just here to meet Responding. what our fans want. <laughs> there, as we learned in my economics class in school, when they're, when the market demands... Yeah. A supplier responds. Right? A I wasn't producer. I wasn't great in economics class. I got my friend to, to pretty much help me through that. I got a C. <laughs> I didn't get a C. <laughs> I got a Canadian C, which is like a sixty percent. Okay. Um so I got a D. Okay, that is a great opportunity to remind everyone that Natalie goes to school in Canada. I do. Why don't you just introduce yourself then? Myself. Okay. So I am Natalie, as was previously said. I am a young 20-something woman. Um, We both grew up in the Midwest of the United States, but now I go to school in Canada. It is my fourth year. I'm hopefully going to be back soon. 
hopefully. We don't yeah. really know how that's going to go. Well, you got that plane ticket booked. I got the plane ticket booked, but listen, that doesn't mean that the crossing will be successful. So I might be here until December. Who knows? Yeah. Um, yes, we are Midwest ladies. We love the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Very much a part of our identity. Mm-hmm. Um, I just graduated from college. I went to school in Boston. Not a fan. <laughs> um, anybody from later. Yeah, anybody from Boston listening? Sorry. Sorry, bro. <laughs> um, but you know what? That's your thing, not my thing. That's true. Um, the pandemic sent me back here, and I am on the job hunt. More that's, on that later. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Um, but I'm looking to live probably somewhere in the Midwest for right now. Mm-hmm. Unless I just pack it in and go live in the Scottish Highlands, which I have threatened many times. Which I've encouraged many times. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where we're at in terms of like our life stages. Mm-hmm. I feel like the best way to describe each other is to explain sort of like our... Um, dichotomies dichotomies that's a good okay so i think i'm definitely the more type a mm-hmm. not that you're not I, was, I would consider academic. myself also type a maybe just i think in terms of like work you are mm-hmm. but in terms of personalities i feel that's like i'm true. definitely more particular about mm-hmm. things than you are yes my life i'm like my personal life, my friendships, I'm way more type B. In a social type of setting, mm-hmm. for sure, I think. Work, I'm like type A and then take it up a notch and then crank it up more, yes. I would say. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. I also, oh, this was one that I feel like when I mm-hmm. realized this, it was really a brain switch for me. I've said this multiple times. Abby asks why and mm-hmm. Natalie asks, why not? Yes, that's that's an extremely good way of putting it. And that's also accurate because every time... I tell you something stupid I've done, and you say, why, ma'am? Yeah. I say, why not? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Natalie, why would you do that? You just went, ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is a, a, a dichotomy that you see for us, or something else you think is important for people to understand about how our personalities interact? I would say, because I think conflict avoidance is such a critical part of my personality. I feel it's going to be an important part of many of our discussions on this podcast. It will. So I think I have to get that out right on the bat. You are, I think we're both very honest in terms of like our th- like our thoughts, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like we both know exactly what we feel about a situation. But yeah. I think you're much more willing to communicate with other people how you feel about a situation. And if that person... Not like we're arguing all the time. Yeah. This is just like a general life observation. I think you're more willing to communicate when something in your life needs to be changed or like when a person needs to change. And I am like, I will hide under the covers until it becomes a necessity that I communicate. I think the other component of that, which we don't really, like we talk about that all the Mm -hmm. time, but we don't really talk about how I'm not comfortable trying to, I'm not good at it. I'm also not comfortable if I'm not if something is upset me, I'm mm-hmm. not good at, like, faking it. Like, I can't put on a face. Whereas I feel like you can adapt to a situation. You're like, I don't really like this, but it's mm-hmm. okay. Like, I'll put on, like, I'll figure that's it out. Fair. I would say that's true. I feel like you you might be like, this person's kind of annoying me, but I can figure it out, and I can work mm-hmm. with them, and we can find common ground. And sometimes I'm just like, nope. if I'm at a meeting and I'm like, I don't know, this person, we're just not clicking, I'm just not talking. 
That's fair. I think I've become more like that over time. Maybe in my head more so than my actions. Mm-hmm. In my head, I'll be like, I'm just done. The, Not I, putting I, energy into I can't that. do this anymore. I think over time, I will slowly hit that point. Yeah. As of now, though, I would say that's a pretty apt description. I don't know if there's any other important dichotomies to highlight. I just think in terms of when we, whenever we're talking about conflict so much, it's like, it's not always that I am like so willing to, to mm-hmm. make, like not make conflict, but mm-hmm. like confront it. It's just like, I don't know how to let it smooth over. Okay. That's fair. Like if I am, even not just like with a person, but mm-hmm. if I'm like, I, I just keep thinking of situations at school where I was like, I didn't like something about a policy or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't just like let it go. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like you can very much more like just work in a situation or, or like over, not overlook it, but kind of be like, okay, I can not let this like derail the situation. Whereas I'm like, I don't like this. I don't want to do this. I'm going to say I don't like it. And <laughs> it's going to become a problem, capital P. <laughs> that is a much better way of describing the phenomenon that I was trying to get at. I think yeah? that's, a lot, that's a lot better. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any other important dichotomies. Um, I feel like the type A versus type B in life pretty much sums up Yeah. the rest. I think that's a good way to sum it up. Should we yeah. tell them why? We've already said why we started this podcast, but maybe our feelings about podcasts. Yeah. So I have very little experience with podcasts. Mm -hmm. I don't listen to many of them and I don't really regularly listen to the ones that I like. (laughs) Um, I have always said that my issue with podcasts is that it feels like, especially ones kind of like this, Mm -hmm. where it's more of just a a conversation. It's not like telling a story or anything Mm -hmm. specific. It's like, why would I want to listen to people have a conversation I don't get to be a part of? Right. Like, as I'm like, I got an opinion. I'd like to say it now. Mm-hmm. I've never not had an opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I have a podcast, <laughs> I can be a part of the discussion. So I'm more interested in it. You're controlling the discussion, baby. You're in the driver's seat now. But that's, that's what we knew would happen. That's, that is what we knew would happen. Um, but in terms of the podcasts that I do listen to, mm-hmm. there's basically two that I've listened to a couple times. I didn't know that you listened to two regularly. I, I wouldn't say regularly. Okay, a couple times. Um, but I follow the, like, pages for them, so mm-hmm. I know when the episodes come out. But I listen to Off Menu Podcast with James Ed- Acaster and Eddie Gamble. Okay. Which is, like, a... F- That's gotta be good. Oh, it's great. Um, two British stand-up comedians who invite people into it's kind of a concept podcast they invite Mm -hmm. people on and they talk about their favorite meals Mm -hmm. and it's all about food um I as I said don't like podcasts and I do not care about food don't like a lot of food I don't like talking about food it makes me uncomfortable but I just love those two enough that I stomach it to listen to that's my dream podcast podcast. I know (laughs) the comedian talking about food I love food. Uh, yeah, and then the other one that I listen to is, um, I listen to a few times, is another James A. Caster podcast where okay. he talks about um, music. Okay, that seems more up your alley maybe than food. Yeah. Specifically. That's Which another, is called Perfect Sound whatever. That's another important dichotomy. Or Perfect Sounds. Is, the, is our preferences about food and flavor. Oh, yeah. I only eat food that is... That could be described as flavor blasted. <laughs> yeah. You love flavor blasted. I am plain Jane. Yes. I don't love sauce. I don't... I, I want and I think to all like food, spice. I just can't do it. All food is a vessel for sauce. 
Right. All food is a vessel for sauce. That's going to be our first merch item is like a little bib that says all food is a vessel for sauce. So you can wear it at the dinner table and not get your clothes dirty. <laughs> I'm going to go home and embroider that. Um, the worst part is I probably didn't even make that up. I'm, I guarantee I stole it from somewhere from years ago. Oh, I thought you were going to say that the worst part is that you would wear that. I would wear it, obviously, <laughs> but I probably stole the expression that now is going to be put on a bib for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm just a fraud. <laughs> um, it's okay. We're not registering any of our trademarks. That's <laughs> true. Not yet. Nobody sue us. Because um, we have no money. That's <laughs> true. Please don't sue me. Um, let's see. So th- that's a good description of your history with podcasts, yeah. I would say. Another important personal dichotomy this highlights is that I love podcasts. Yeah. I love all of them. My favorite ones are ones that are purely conversational. Okay. Um, and I have to talk about... Phineas and Claudia's podcast, We Bought a House, which my friend sent me many months ago. They now have like 16-some episodes. It's literally just them talking about their life. Again, I'm just a total fly Are on the they wall. married or are they engaged? Or? They're not engaged. They're just dating. They've been dating for a long time and bought a house oh, Okay, together. long term. They're probably going to get married in the next few years, but I think they want to wait. Okay. Personal you really feel like you got the I finger feel, on the pulse I, of that relationship? I feel like that's what's happening. But... I would say I listen to a lot of them. I listen to more informative, political, storytelling ones Mm -hmm. when I need to gain information about something and I want to absorb it because I like to just absorb information by listening. But more importantly, I don't like to be alone in silence with my thoughts. So, (laughs) (laughs) yikes. (laughs) I love alone. I know. So when I wake up, like, even to brush my teeth, I'll just put on a podcast of people talking. It only takes two minutes to brush your teeth. Okay, then I gotta wash my face, and I gotta put my contacts, and it's a whole thing. I want oh, to I hear people... Oh, I don't have people... a morning routine. Oh, okay. I want to hear people talking all day. So I like that one a lot. I oh like... my god, that's literally my nightmare. What? People talking all day. Well, the, the beauty of it is that I don't have to respond. But then it's just, like, constant noise. But My like, biggest like thing, with freshman year of college, when it was never, like, the dorms, I was just like, I just want everyone to shut up. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I haven't heard silence mm-hmm. in months. And now you're saying, I, I want to hear silence. people talking. <laughs> I want to hear people talking all day. I can't imagine that. I would That's go out why of my I have, mind. like, 17 audiobooks downloaded, is so that when I get tired of the podcast, I can jump to the audiobook and listen to that one, too. But do you feel like you can really focus on it? I feel like I need an activity... If I don't have an activity, mm-hmm. I won't think about the audiobook. I feel like I'm just sitting here listening. Why wouldn't I just read the book with my eyes? <laughs> or I have an activity that takes too much attention, and then right. I kind of space out and I miss things and in the book. Listen. I would say... Like, do you feel like you really absorb everything if I, you're I, doing I was, it during activities? I think I absorb most of it because when I'm listening to it, it's not like I'm doing work. Like, if mm-hmm. I'm doing work, I don't even have music playing usually because I need... Oh, okay. pretty like to be in a pretty silent environment but if I'm like like doing my my skincare which anyone who knows me knows is a major part of my life then I like to have something playing if I'm cooking I like to have something playing because again flavor blast like I'm in that kitchen all the time um if I'm you walking, like cooking though right I do love cooking yeah and love it if it's frozen and can be put in the oven that's me if it's frozen I'm avoiding it until I can't anymore 
that would be my unless it's frozen dumplings. I really like those. Okay. Um, but I really, really dislike frozen food for some reason. Even like frozen vegetables that you buy, I just think they taste different. Oh, I yeah, I don't really eat frozen vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that I I absorb most of it. I also listen to a lot of just funny content because I want to laugh throughout the day. Oh, okay. Like I just listened to Tina Fey's book bossy pants oh okay there was a absolutely hilarious part of it where she's talking about how she would go to these photo shoots and she's like they'll let you play they'll let you pluck in your own ipod sometimes <laughs> and just know that they're gonna put it on shuffle and this entire like warehouse full of extremely young trendy 20 year olds will hear it will your coolest tracks you've got on there inspired from your younger friends come on no but will come on <laughs> we'd like to thank you herbert hoover from annie and i thought it was so funny i laughed for so long oh that's something else we don't yeah. agree on what musicals hate i will not watch a musical for any reason i don't even think if I like had a husband, if I had a husband that loved musicals and wanted to talk about them regularly, like I think we'd have to get divorced. <laughs> because I just don't think that's an environment that I c- could be in. But that said, a lot of my friends love musicals, mm-hmm. included. Yeah, I love a musical. Um, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I one of my like bucket list items was to see a show on Broadway and I have now seen two which I'm mm-hmm. so excited about. They, what, they which were both have you wonderful. Seen? The first one I saw was Waitress in New York with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fun. Yeah. It was an exciting story of like it was the last day of finals, spring semester, mm-hmm. and we were like racing to get there in time through traffic. Um, so yeah, that that was, that a, was a great it's experience. Kind of a cute movie moment. Yeah. You know. And then I saw Anastasia. Okay. Over a fall break, I went and visited one of my friends. That's the one with like that Romanian princess. Uh, Russian princess. She's a Russian. It was Russian like princess, okay. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. It's like kind of adapted from the like the a movie. Disney movie. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's Disney. I think it might be a different. But yeah, okay. in that but kind of like vein. Um, but yeah, it's this plot of the musical is is slightly different than the movie, but okay. kind of same idea of like mm-hmm. the Romanov family inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love a musical. I love to listen to a musical soundtrack. God, <laughs> mostly because I love like to me that's how I like I just like the storytelling of like listening to it through. That's partly why I li- think I listen to <laughs> Natalie's eyes <laughs> are so big. Um, but I love to listen to a, a musical soundtrack okay. through because then you kind of like get to hear the story, especially if you've like seen the show mm-hmm. or you've, you know the story mm-hmm. or you've like watched a bootleg video on YouTube or something. Mm-hmm. You can like, I can listen to that soundtrack and I can watch the movie in my head. Okay, sure. I understand why that would be appealing to you. <laughs> I understand why you would like that. I understand why other people would like that. It's, I think for me that the concept of listening to an album through from the beginning and having it be a musical My thing is, is just the trifecta of... If you could listen, would you listen to just an isolated album on shuffle? Honestly, probably no. Okay, see that's where I feel like if you want 
if you're like strictly I just do playlists, that makes mm-hmm. sense. But if you're if someone was to be like, I will only listen to a confined album on shuffle, it's like what does it matter if you didn't just list like That's fair. theoretically there's a chance that on shuffle it would play in order. There is a chance. I, I would say that I feel like I've listened to an album in full. Like each album that I regularly listen to, I must have listened to it in full at some point because I've picked out the songs I like. Yeah. But once I know the songs I like, I will not listen to the other ones. Oh. For instance, T-Swift's new album. Folklore. Yeah. Listened to it once on shuffle. I know the songs I like. I will not be listening to the other ones for the rest of my life, probably. That one, I feel like it's not as important to listen to straight through. Because okay. I feel like those songs are pretty... Like, definitely there's an overall vibe of the album. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like... I mean, they're all kind of like... In, some of them, I think, are kind of, you know, people have, like, theorized that they're, like, mm-hmm. connected. Um, but they're not, it's not like you listen to the beginning and it, like, tells a progression of, like, one story. Of one story throughout. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So I feel like well, that one, God. I'll give a pass. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but, like, the new Mr. Wives album, Super Bloom, definitely follows, like, the progression kind of, like, of a relationship. Whereas I feel like you kind of, if you were mm-hmm. to listen to it all the way through and pay attention to that, you would kind of get... A little bit more of mm-hmm. that story throughout you would get something out of that but if not the songs are still really great i highly recommend mr wives mr wives i feel like so much music is just about relationships in some capacity too yeah which i get and this is gonna i don't even know why i'm talking about this but sometimes i'm like i just don't want content in my life to be all about relationships like i feel like i see it in all the shows i watch i feel like i see it in every movie probably because i only like rom-coms so that's yeah i'm kicking myself there Mm -hmm. um in books that I'm reading like it's always such a central yeah focal point of all of this media and music that sometimes I'm like lord release me but we also thought each week we could do a little how was your week check-in yeah um in addition each week that's assuming that this is a weekly podcast I was gonna say I should really go back each time this is recorded yeah (laughs) I should do that there will also be many other fun bits um yeah the original idea was just a bunch of Titled segments. Titled segments, which would be absolutely bonkers if that happened. Um, yeah, but bananas. I'm sure cuckoo bananas. But I'm sure some of them will happen. Stay tuned. We gotta find some fun sound effects for them that we download for free on the internet. Oh yeah. Um, we. We you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing it. Um, so how was your week? Is there something you'd like to share for this slice of life? This week I have done. So we're recording this on Friday afternoon. Um, it's a beautiful day. It is pretty nice outside, yeah. I haven't done hmm, really anything right this week. <laughs> the big thing this week for Abby's life was that Big Brother <laughs> All-Stars... Here we go! <laughs> ...premiered, and it has really taken over a lot of my brain power. Okay, right. Um... I have to interject and say, I don't know the premise of the show that you've been talking about for all these years. Um, so yeah, I started watching it like two years ago. Right. And then since then, I have gone back and watched past seasons with so, my And you're with like my pretty dad. into it. Yeah, I'm really into it. It's, it's a reality TV game show. Mm-hmm. So a collection of people is re- like brought onto the show. Mm-hmm. They get locked into house which Mm -hmm. is like a set on a studio Mm -hmm. um and they have like no contact with the outside world okay and then they compete in different games and challenges 
and try to not get voted off of the show, basically. So it's all about, like, it's partly playing these games and winning things so that you can stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you win, you get a bunch of money. A prize, some yeah, might say. <laughs> a prize. And so it's partly those games and stuff to win safety, but it's a lot of interacting with people and, mm-hmm. like, building relationships. But then everyone's like, oh, yeah, I trust you. I want to work with you. Mm-hmm. We can play these games together, protect each other. When they actually, like, walk into the other room and they're like, we're totally mm-hmm. going to get... Kristen out this week. I don't like her. She's irritating me. I don't Mm -hmm. want her in the house anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Any sort of reason. Sounds like Model UN come to life, but on film almost. Yeah. It's it's really, I think if, it's just really interesting to watch Mm -hmm. people behave, watch people compete. Um, But the new thing is that this year there's all of the people who are competing are people who have competed before. Mm -hmm. So it's very different dynamic of like, everyone sort of already knows something about each other Mm -hmm. because they've seen each other do this before, whereas a lot of the seasons it's just, like, a bunch of random people. So they're all kind of, like, figuring out for the first time. But now Mm -hmm. everyone sort of already knows who each other is. That's got to influence the competitive dynamic. Yeah, so it's very different. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was all this speculation about who's going to be on it, what's going to happen, and they just, like, didn't make any official announcements. So the last couple weeks there's been all of these, like, rumors and leaks and various things. And then it finally started, Mm -hmm. and then it's just been really interesting already. And I have, they had, one of the things is that there's cameras in this house all the time. Right. And if you pay the subscription thing, which I do because that's how I watch the old seasons Mm -hmm. on their streaming platform, then you can watch not just the TV show episodes, but you can watch people in the house, like, basically whenever. Oh. It's a ridiculous amount of content. It's also so creepy. I fully acknowledge that. So but it's you... so interesting because you can see what's going on, not just, like, during the hour episode, but, like, all the time. So when you're, like, up at... Stupid o'clock. Stupid o'clock. You're not just watching... No, I'm not watching episodes. I'm watching, like, real-time video of, like, the strategizing happening. Are they even talking at that hour? Are they even awake? They are, yeah. Well, because last night what happened was a bunch of people went to bed, and then a couple people who I've started to really like and cheer for, they stayed up, and they were in this one room, and they were sneaking, conniving. So you're actually... In a way, you're not just staying up alone. You're staying up with people. That makes it sound so, like, yeah, together. You're staying awake with people. Why don't you tell this massive audience we have here all about Stupid O'Clock? And, oh, yeah. Let's clarify. The, the hours of... We were joking before this started that, <laughs> that Abby got home yesterday at 9 or 10 p.m. <laughs> Her dad said something about, like, let's watch this. And she's like, no, I'm pretty tired of <laughs> And then I stayed up for a long time. We're not going to disclose how long. I stayed up for a long time. Um, Yeah, Stupid O'Clock is a a time frame. It's not a specific time. Stupid O'Clock is basically, I would say, anywhere between like 1231 Mm -hmm. and sunrise. (laughs) I would almost not even just confine it to... 
time frame. I would call it a state of being. Right. So stupid <laughs> o'clock is when you're up at a time that is stupid. stupid. It's stupid to be awake at that time. And no. also, whatever you're doing, you can't, you can't be doing anything good at that hour. So if no. someone asks you, what were you doing up at four? You're like, oh, just stu- something stupid. <laughs> so it's the time and it's the activity. Because nothing good can be happening no. at that time of the night. But time you, of the morning. But you're so... The difference is that you're so successful at stupid o'clock because you live in the basement. I am a high-functioning stupid o'clock person. Yes, but you but you get sleep, is my point. Like, you get sleep because you are in a dark... I can catch up, yeah. You're in a dark space. You can't tell that the birds are chirping outside. Yeah, Whereas and like, I think that's partly why yeah. I'm such a frequent mm-hmm. flyer at stupid o'clock <laughs> is because I don't have those cues. You know, right. my room looks the same at... 6.30 a.m., 12 o'clock noon, right. 9 p.m. <laughs> the same. It's the same. So it's a good thing mm-hmm. when I want to, you know, it's good and bad. Mm-hmm. If I want to sleep, it doesn't matter what time of day it is. You know, in terms of light, I can mm-hmm. sleep. If I want to be up, there's no cues <laughs> to be like, stop. <laughs> Recognize that the world is still turning. It's going on without you. <laughs> like, snap out of it. Whereas if I stay up until stupid o'clock, I mean, you can see these blinds. A, the blinds in my window don't even go down completely. They're permanently stuck at this height. I think you just have chosen not to fix them. No, it's not that. I've actually tried many times to fix them with my mother, who's been in here for hours on end. And we can't untangle them. Why don't you just get new blinds then? I don't live here enough for them to justify purchasing new blinds. I'm in my parents' house right now. We we both are. Yeah. Um, So... Come 8 o'clock, this room is full of sunshine. And Mm -hmm. I try to, like, turn the blinds down a bit like they are now, but I will hear the birds chirping, I will see the sun, and even if I have been up till 6 a.m., I will start to wake up at 8.30. And it's just, Mm. it just sets it into What about an eye mask or earplugs? I I have that eye mask, but it doesn't do the trick for me. I need, like, I think you need a different one. I need real total darkness. Um, so at school, I bought a pair of blackout curtains, and let me tell you, oh, that dang. ruined the 8.30 that I was attending previously, because then I really had no reason to get up. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I found it more helpful. I am not a frequent flyer at Stupid O'Clock. I think this summer has been kind of an, like, yeah. the real Stupid O'Clock has been, has just been this kind of current circumstances has really exacerbated yeah. it. And in the it's summer, cool, like, so much. I'll kind of, you know, do whatever, have like a 5 a.m. antics during the evening every once in a while but I think generally I'm a pretty regulated like by 12 p.m. Mm. my eyes are shut noon well I do like nap midday but generally you mean 12 a.m. 12 a.m. did I say 12 p.m. yeah but it's you know I should have just let it slide mashed potato brain um yeah 12 a.m. to like 8 a.m. are my normal sleeping hours I would say I've never had a normal sleep schedule. Yeah. That's an important thing. I just never want to go to bed. You got all these things you want to do. I do. I just am always like, and the brain's always going. The body isn't necessarily <laughs> delivering, but the brain is going. <laughs> well, plus you have like media that you enjoy consuming a lot, that you can yeah. consume at night. You have like projects that you're always thinking about. I'm never yeah. thinking Some, about a project. Yeah, like, sometimes I'm like... Ooh, it's twelve thirty. Let's start mm-hmm. sewing. Yeah, <laughs> like you and you have like your 
I forget what, embroidery, but you've got things that you're doing. Whereas I will start watching like one episode of a TV show and then I'm like, ah, I'm bored. And then I start reading my book and then the melatonin's kicked in because mm-hmm. I've been taking melatonin every day for 20 years. Not really. I didn't take that as a baby. Recently, I've been up reading. Right, yes. We should talk about books. This bad boy. That's my important update of the week is I have been reading so many books. I was listening to Oprah's Super Soul Sunday recently. Is that a podcast or a book? It's a podcast. Um, And the author of The Alchemist was on it. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Paolo Coelho? Something. I'm not familiar with his work. But he was on <laughs> Sounds like you're in an art museum. <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with the work. But he was on it, so... And I just loved his message. And I was like, mm-hmm. I am all over this. So I ordered The Alchemist. I ordered The Zahir, I believe it's pronounced, over there. And then I also ordered another one called Brita? Brida? Brita? I'm unsure. It's probably not Brita like the Brita filter. Um, Never know. But I read The Alchemist and this Read a Bride a Brita book. Yeah. Within the past couple of days. Um, the Alchemist everyone knows about. Brita, Bride of Brita, whatever, was about... Is this about... a new book, The no, Alchemist? No, this has been around for decades. Oh, okay. Because I feel like, is there another book called The Alchemist, or is it this one? I think this is the only one, and I feel like I've that's heard like about this one? so many times throughout my childhood. I just don't recognize that cover of it. That's a different cover, I believe. Okay. That, I think, is like the 25-year anniversary cover. Oh, okay. Um, I'm clearly out of the loop on this one, then. Just such a compelling book about finding your finding and following your personal legend which is your destiny which is the thing that you want to be able to contribute to this world more than anything else now this book does talk about love a little bit yeah but in a way where it's like you should never sacrifice love for your personal destiny like you should pursue your your personal legend your destiny and then love will if, if the love is true, it will always be there when you're done. Or something to that effect. Okay. Um, so it wasn't a book, like I mentioned, like I'm just not in a phase where I want to hear all about romance all the mm-hmm. time. Which is going to be super contradictory when I say what I'm reading now. Yeah. Which is Midnight Sun, the new Twilight novel. Um, it's a companion novel. I yeah, I have know... not read, I haven't read the Twilight series. I think I've, I think at some point I have seen all of the movies. Okay. Books are definitely a lot better in my opinion. I have read each of the books. I don't want to get too braggy, but I would probably say over 10 times each. That's a lot. Throughout my lifetime. Because I read them... I've never read a book that many times. A couple times over when I was younger, and then I've read them like each summer for the past however many summers, so... Yeah. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but Midnight Sun is the companion novel from Edward's perspective. It starts... Basically where he's meeting Bella. I'm not sure where this is going to end. Like I don't Oh, you know haven't if... finished it yet? No. Um, I'm only like page 150. I don't know if this will end like when they have their little vampire baby, you know, years from now. Or if mm. this will end where Twilight ended. Um, but it's from Edward's perspective, so you can also hear everyone's thoughts throughout the book. Because he can hear thoughts. Oh, okay. Which is very interesting. Edward is a moody man. Yeah. Everyone, I feel like, in that yes is moody. But he's moody. He's hard on himself. He hates Bella at first. What I've learned in in this book is that when he was frozen in time at age 17... 
I'm sorry. The particulars of the plot I am not familiar with, I'll when, be honest. When he was frozen in time at age 17, 18, his, like, entire mindset, too, was frozen with him. Wait, I thought he was frozen? Mm-hmm. Like, the vampire, once they have been transformed, is frozen at that age, but with the same oh, you personality, mean, oh, oh, likes, oh. I thought you dislikes. meant literally he was, like, cryogenically, oh, no, 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 no. not cryogenically frozen, <laughs> but, like, in a sense, like, not living f- every day. No, 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 no. He just stopped developing. He stops developing. Oh, okay. Which was something I've been reckoning with Twilight for a long time, because I'm like, when you really think about it, not even when you really think about it, at first glance... The thought of a 109-year-old vampire who looks 17 being with a 17-year-old is extremely creepy. Yeah. Um, it's pedophilic. <laughs> I... <laughs> I just had to say it. Yeah. I... We're going to get hate mail for this. We are going to... And here's the thing. I still... I love Twilight. Like, I, I love it. I read it all I the mean, time. I mean, clearly you've read it Yeah, but like, times. it is weird when you think about it. I, I feel like I've... In, in learning that his likes, dislikes, his interests, his mindset is also essentially frozen at 17. So it's not like he feels like a 109-year-old man inside. But he did still experience 109 years of living. still experience, right, which is where I'm like, I don't think that totally excuses it. So okay. when I think about it, I don't know why Stephanie Meyer elected to make a book based on a pedophilic relationship when she could have made Edward, like, 30. I mean, that know. would still be concerning it would still yes but 109 is way more concerning to me than 30 it would still be weird at 30 yeah bella's a minor i'm almost like if he's gonna be really old (laughs) make him like centuries old yeah Yeah. i feel like that would have been interesting make him 700 years old yeah what year was 700 years ago well it's 2020 right now 13 so 1320 what was going on in the world at that point? I feel I like don't the know. crusades were probably happening. Um, yeah, I think she could have made him centuries old. But yeah, I'm just 150 pages in. Very excited to continue it. And then I will be reading the other. Wait, before we leave here. Twilight, I think for the fans, can Hello. you. Are you. Uh, I don't remember what the ship names are. But team Edward or Team yeah, Jacob? Yeah, you Team Edward or Team Jacob. Do they not have combo ship names? I don't Is that think not so. a thing? I, there probably is that, but I don't think I'm deep into like. What would they be? Bella, Bedward? Bedward. Something like that. Uh, Bedward and... Jella? (laughs) Bacob? I don't like it. I see see now why everyone went Team Edward, Team Jacob. So yeah, what's your ruling on that? I am generally a Team Edward because that's who Bella wants. Oh, Right? Like, you know, but I feel like deep down, Jacob is probably the better person. Like, now that I'm reading it, Edward is a, a bit oddly possessive and he's like watching mm. Bella sleep before. now you're getting the vibe he's possessive I, I was getting that vibe already but now I'm learning just how possessive he is and mm. I think that's a little strange so I would call myself reluctantly team Edward okay deep down like if you had to pick a side if I had to pick, pick a side but probably more team Jacob but you know he's in with their daughter and then they yeah. want to be it's a whole thing so yeah okay but your next read is next read is probably the Zaheer which is that other Paolo book. Mm-hmm. I want to finish that book over there called Beyond Crania by a lovely Lithuanian author. Mm. And then I'm probably going to be doing class readings. Until oh yeah, so you I have will, to do work. So I will be picking up a book for pleasure for the next nine months or so. So yeah. 
you know, I still call, refer to, like, unassigned books as free read books. Like, I'm in seventh grade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember we had those But I don't contests. have any assigned books anymore. So I guess every book is a every free book read is book. Every book is a free read book. I don't know. Reading for pleasure, I just, that sounds weird. Reading for pleasure does sound strange, but I feel like it's, it's such also a commonplace like activity. It, it's such a commonplace phrase, but I feel like it's accepted. Yeah. So I feel like that's all I wanted to say for E one. Yeah. Did we? I think we hit all of our points that we wanted to get to. We could say where are we going with this? We are not sure. Yeah, um, we don't really know what's gonna happen. Well, because also we are about to be potentially geographically separated. Right. So this will have to be a Zoom podcast. <laughs> I think we should use literally any other platform than Zoom. <laughs> One of my least favorite things that's happened now is when people are like, we got all this free time, so let's just hop on a Zoom. No. Let's just jump on a Zoom call. I don't like that. Let's leapfrog into... <laughs> I mean, you have been interning this summer. I have not, so mm-hmm. I have kind of avoided a lot of that, but I am not excited about the prospect of remote work <laughs> and, and jumping being on, on your... calls and video chats and such with I'm not excited about that I don't think it's my environment to thrive jumping into your zoom room yeah no oh. I did like referring to college as zoom university I did like referring to it as Zoom university but I didn't like experiencing zoom university <laughs> no we, we must do what we must do or like head on over to your breakout room now as if I was physically heading anywhere you know? Yeah, I don't like that. Um, the breakout rooms aren't... I'm not a big fan. No, so maybe we shouldn't use Zoom. Maybe we should find a different platform for the purpose of sanity. Maybe yeah. Skype. Oh, Kidding. yeah. Skype's on the way out. Skype's dead. Skype's dead. My college even sent an email like that. They were like, you will use Zoom because Skype is basically dead now. And Yikes. it went to like every single undergraduate. Why are you really deciding that for everyone, aren't you? Did you see that tweet a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was like last week, that was like, why did Skype let Zoom slide in? I was like, do you think Skype let Zoom do this? <laughs> like, yeah. I think maybe that could be a great segment is our favorite things from Twitter recently. Because we both love Twitter. I mean. That's true. I love Twitter. We could have a segment where we just read tweets. It could get extremely exciting or extremely old really quickly. I'm not sure. But I think a couple shout outs to our favorite pieces of content. Yeah. I feel like we got our, we got some shout outs in here. We got Claudia and Phineas, um, Big Brother. Yeah, that's really taken over Pastor. my life. I gotta, I gotta chill on it. I gotta shout out Chris Clemens too, whose videos I've been watching during my own stupid o'clock adventures. Should we get some sort of close off, sign off? All right. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to the first episode of Ma'am. Ma'am. Um, this has been Abby and Natalie. I hope you'll join us for our next episode. <laughs>